Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room Pubisode. This week we're coming hot off the back of our RPG special, The Born Kerfuffle, which if you've not listened to, warning, spoilers ahead, hop back, it's in two very chunky parts. Hope you enjoy it. In this Pubisode, we'll be doing a debrief from the RPG, talking about tabletop RPG mechanics in general, and sharing our media recommendations of the week as well as, to be honest, being a little bit fuzzy after a whole day of beer, snacks, and ripper gutting. Hello and welcome to the... <laughs> it's me, Whispering Bob Harris, introducing the Infinite Escape Room pub time. Oh dear. Oh yeah, what's the... What's the All right. What's the pub called? Where are we, yeah. Um, the the time gentleman. Uh, the time uh, gentleman, please. Very good. Yeah. Okay, listeners. We are at the time gentleman. We have just concluded our RPG adventure for 2023. We have sat down for our definitely not first drink of the day. <laughs> if anything, everybody's now Seventh, very much on there. Yeah, Dom's just polished off <laughs> one actually <laughs> as he said that. So, hello, I am Riggedy Diggity Mike Collins, <laughs> and I am drinking a, now I'm drinking a Corona with a slice of lime in it, because I'm bosh. <laughs> and I am joined by... Hello, I'm Jamie, and as you might expect, on brand for me, I'm drinking a lovely English heritage mead that Mike has so kindly poured for me, and it is sweet, it is delicious, nothing finer than a good old be puke. <laughs> puke? Is it wee? Is it poo? What? I, I, mean, I, think I think it's all of the above. I think it's the equivalent sure. of like a you know when you, you know when you deodorize a lot and then you sweat a lot and then you get to that that armpit smegma. I think that's be uh, smeg. I don't. I think that's what that's I don't what, like any of what? things you just said. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't the like white, what you said. The white <laughs> crust that you can uh, oh, scrape off smegma. there. Are you yeah. trying to make me more palatable to me? <laughs> right now, this sounds amazing. <laughs> That's what that's what it is for the bees. <laughs> the Infinite Escape Room does not endorse this statement. No. <laughs> I'm Anna, and very on brand for Jamie. I'm also <laughs> you're drinking a bees armpits, apparently. Yeah, it's delicious. Very nice. Is it English heritage? It is. It is. What? I thought it was National Trust. Was it? Oh, it's the same thing, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Some historical British institution. They, yeah, they they really protect land. Um, and I'm drinking a. Um, uh, Anna, can we get a Spanish pronunciation of this, please? Cruz Campo. It is a Spanish lager. <laughs> Scorchio. This is very nice. See. Um, hello, I'm. Oh, I'm. I'm Dom. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say you didn't say your name. I thought I'll give him a minute. I'm Dom. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm. I continue to be Tony. Um, having not had a drink for like nearly four months, uh, I've now had several drinks, and I'm having a mead, uh, which is the first time I've had mead. Someone said it's like Jamie said it's like sherry without the horrible aftertaste. Yes. It's, it also reminds me of like good dessert wine, like a tokai oh, yeah, or something yeah. like yeah. that. It's got that very sweet, it's very you know, sweet. It's lovely. It's very pleasant. Well very done. Moorish. So this is your, you're, you were a mead virgin until today. I had never tasted the sweet, wow, no, sweet meat of a bee. Wow, no, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd eaten honey, but I'm slowly bringing everybody around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's very delightful. It's very enjoyable. Good. So, well done. So last week, um, well, last week for you, and but probably half an hour ago, yeah, <laughs> yeah, forty minutes ago for us, we've had a wee and a beer and a sit down and a chat. Um, we have been all around my dining table, uh, finishing <laughs> all, all around my table. table. <laughs> we have been enjoying and adventuring in Dom's, uh, I guess, kind of time heist RPG. 
Yeah, I'll the Born Kerfuffle. The Born oh, Kerfuffle. That's what oh, I'm oh, calling it. Name. It was a sleeper agent nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it the that, that is excellent, yeah. It just <laughs> only if Jason Bourne was shit. Oh, I did actually have a title in these. I was Jason Bourne had, instead of waking up on a boat and then running around, instead he'd been a dog photographer for 15 years. <laughs> um, You're a divorced clown. So the title, <laughs> <laughs> the, the title of my Google Doc was Time for Fun. That's the official oh. name of the adventure. Nice. Sleeper agents, colon, time for fun. <laughs> I like the born kerfuffle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the better. I'll be honest, it was just because I needed to call the document something. <laughs> is so, there a born, there's no born continuum, is there? Born, I think, born continuum, if you want give to Give them five It was years. much more yeah, of a kerfuffle. Yeah. And they will have, <laughs> they'll have a digitally de-aged uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did... Uh, did Warner Brothers release the Bourne films? Because if they, because at the moment they seem really obsessed with like, hey, why don't we just mash together all of our properties? Oh, Let's yeah. do another Space Jam film, but instead <laughs> of Michael Jordan or LeBron James, it's no, Jason we... Bourne in Tenet. But we've just had we've just had the <laughs> summer basketball. with Oppenheimer and uh, Barbie, yeah. and obviously. You know, the success of Barbie should be that hey, let people make more films that aren't. Uh, they're original and aren't just a continuation of an existing franchise. And obviously, the what Barbie's an existing it, franchise. <laughs> <laughs> there are like fifteen Barbie movies. Movie French. Oh right, yeah. But yeah. No, this is you've not seen one. Barbie and the Nutcracker. This is the first live action. <laughs> Actually, one. <Big> fan. <laughs> I have, which is weird. But I've forgotten I have. I saw that one Christmas. I was drunk, and it was the only thing on. Yes, I've seen. Uh, was Barbie Nutcracker Barbie your Nutcracker. your wake word? Your, uh, <laughs> 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 but of, my point was, what they're going to take away from it is let's make more Mattel films. So yeah. it'll be Hot Wheels. And next, have yeah. you seen that Mattel have got? Uh, is it Daniel Kaluuya doing it? I think um, a Barney film that's like Barney the Dinosaur, but no, it's like I... Millennial Existential Dread. <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> okay, I, I was going to say like da Daniel Kaluuya is a fantastic yeah, actor. He's, so he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he's very, very, very talented. That sounds like guy. a good take. I'll... That feels like think Barney that's, is think a dinosaur. I think that's what it is. It's 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 supposed to be like millennials reckoning with their mortality is, through the medium of was, Barney was, the Purple. Was Barney millennial Barney. though? I, I mean, I was too old for. for I mean, also Barney was too the nineties. Younger millennials. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also America. Yeah. Is he playing Barney though? Because that would be terrifying. Or is he playing the person in Barney? I don't know that he's. I think. <laughs> well, I, don't, I think. He's, by which I mean the man wearing the costume, the puppeteer, <laughs> not Barney's lover. Um, I think he's writing, writing, and directing. Okay, oh, cool. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, which is cool. Like, good for him. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Do you remember him as Posh Kenneth in Skins? No. Yeah, that was the first what thing I knew him as. Like, the to, next to thing I saw him in was uh, Black Mirror. Oh sure! Oh uh, yeah, fifteen and, million. Minutes. Yeah, and yeah. then it was then it was Get Out. And, yeah, and uh, what a movie! Then uh, the one about Fred the Hampton, uh, Marvel, Judas and the Black Marvel Messiah. Movie, I saw him. Oh, he was in Black, Black Panther. Panther. Black yeah. Panther. Yeah, and almost Teeley from Psychoville. That's my first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, that oh, was good. Really good. Yeah, Psychoville's fantastic. Yeah, and now he's go. going Daniel, to be Daniel inside Kaluuya. Barney, for a friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey Daniel, if you're listening, we know that you are. Obviously, uh, reach out. <laughs> you got nothing else. You've definitely on, got right? nothing better to do, like yeah. writing. You're not just writing. The strikes are on. The writers and the actors' strikes are on. So what else are you going to do but listen to this? Is unscripted. That's. Uh, yeah. I was going to say. Let, let's be very clear. I wrote this before the strike started. We're we're not getting paid to act. And uh, also, we're not in America. So. It's bold of you to assume that it's acting. <laughs> That's very yeah, generous. Yeah, we didn't stick to our character yeah. much. Role-playing is either acting or fucking, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Two we're, sides to role-playing. We're being paid in mead and beer and board. That's yes, that's true. Oh. 
Oh, as in sleep. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. I was <laughs> just like, oh, they're going to take my board. <laughs> I was just basically trying to slip in. I'm really fucking bored. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Mike. We can't have dinner now, please. <laughs> yes, well, okay. Um, we yeah, about this? yeah, I would oh, say yeah, the RPG. Yeah. So I guess um quick recap of the RPG. Uh, spoilers ahead, listeners, dear, sweet, handsome listeners. Um, If you are listening before you listen to the RPG, scroll back. Yeah, um, yeah. Have a couple of beers. It's going to help. It's mm, a, a lot of it's giggling. <laughs> a lot of it's giggling. Um, and basically, we were sleeper agents. Um, we were a series of misfit, very strange sleeper agents activated in a park by a pigeon. Uh, we then went to an address, bust in, bust some heads. Uh, probably should have snuck around, but didn't. Yeah, you went. I mean, I can I can start off the analysis there. Like, well, this, admit, was, yeah, was, this was this was definitely written as uh, as a stealth adventure. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> like, say we, it, you had yeah. guard costumes. You had uh, so many ways of talking your way in. Like mistrusting had so many different options based on what you said, the way you could talk your way past her. So much pre-written, different <laughs> conversations. Wasted. I leapt over her. And instead, you were just, just like, right, so we murder everybody, yeah. clear, the, clear the building, then we get free reign. And we can just, which to be honest, is actually a lot of the way I do play Metal Gear Solid. I'm like, right, murder oh, everybody. Yeah. Right, now I don't need to stealth anything. Here I go. <laughs> so before we go into the uh, the deconstruction of uh, what we could have done, <laughs> what's everybody's got reaction to it? I really, really I thought it was really fantastic. Like, yeah. <laughs> Except I really for Dom. Like, I, I really like that system. We we talked about this a little bit while we were all having a wee um, around the same toilet. <laughs> My house is really weird. Don't cross um, the streams, guys. <laughs> um, My sink! Where most people have a dining table, Mike's a giant porcelain trough, which is multi-use. Absolute bargain. <laughs> um, we were talking about it a little bit. There's There's a couple of different systems that use a similar dice mechanic to this, like you look at the stuff that Grant Howitt makes. Like I am derivative. Thank you for bringing no, that up. No, I was going to say it's similar, but has <laughs> differences distinct. that make it feel very different to mm. playing those games. Because So something like Honey Heist, where you, um, when you succeed, you're, you have two stats, and when you succeed in one of, and, and, or fail in the other, your number goes up or down. And that changes the number that you're trying to hit. Whereas this, it's always five uh, or above. But when you succeed, you get more dice. When you fail, you lose dice. Or when you get hit whatever it might be and that's i'd love to sit down and do like the statistical analysis on mm. how that changes the difficulty curve or the likelihood of mm. succeeding and failing compared to something like honey heist or blades in the dark which has got that similar dice pool feel to it because uh, i've not i've not heard of or played something like this where the number of dice that you have is so sorry dynamic <laughs> and tied to your success and failure it's a lot more about like the circumstance what's the position that you're in that sort of thing whereas this was a lot more like how well has it gone for you? Or how badly has yeah. it gone for is you? Is this related to... Because we we spent probably a little bit too long a couple of months ago looking at... <laughs> There's stats. Stats and analysis. Stats and... Because uh, I, I, I wrote up like some like uh, some functions for yeah, yeah. like dice analysis. Yeah. So, like, so I, I, I'm an ideas man. That's basically all I am. Uh, <laughs> when it comes down to actually the mechanics, I really suck. So I immediately got in touch with Michael and I said, I can't tell you any details about why I'm asking, but... <laughs> Well, actually, you got in touch with me first and you said, you know, yeah, can so, you help me with these numbers? And I said, we are married. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Have you met me before? So I tried life? the maths <laughs> and I realized that my my equation was wrong somewhere mm. because it wasn't, it just wasn't working. Like the, 
the percentages were not coming out correct that I could just look at them and go this I've I've got something wrong in the maths here and I went on to some GCSE and then AS level <laughs> uh revision sites but I didn't know what I was looking for was called mm. so I couldn't find out how to put together that um equation so I immediately got in touch with Mr Math Hammer <laughs> and what a great super math need- hammer of Milton Keynes. <laughs> he, he first put together a big old spreadsheet. Mm. And I said, great, that's the first one. So I've got uh, eight more questions. At which point he found uh, an online calculator instead. <laughs> yes, there are good dice table calculators yeah. out there. For- it was just the specific question of the thing of uh, it being that you have to hit five or more. Because if you want a certain number, what are the chances of this number? Or what are the chances of this sum? Mm. Then... Any dice calculator will work. But, it, but it's, it's five or more with a pool of dice. That's five or more yeah. with a changing pool of dice and working out at what point it becomes almost a dead cert and at yeah, what yeah, point yeah. it's impossible. Mm. Because I hadn't settled on five. I was trying to work out which number would be good to hit mm. as well. Um, I thought four is that's too easy. That's a 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a bi- it was a binary, right? It's a success or fail. Because you, yeah. you look at something like the Forge in the Dark family of games and that's one to three is a fail four five mixed success so you, you get what you want but with a cost and six is a clear success and just to remind the listeners as well like so um the mechanic for this that we're referring to is mm. that um you had a pool of dice which started at one um and for a check for example combat evasion skill check that kind of thing you're rolling a dice five or more success less than five on not. one or more dice on one or more another hard well, part of the calculator. and that's the thing yeah. and your your pool of dice gr- grows with uh majority successes your pool of dice shrinks as you take damage uh or fuck up your special but that's a whole different thing so you, there's there's a nice kind of risk reward system going into trying stuff mm. basically i could i could write this out for you in python next time you want to figure this out like you that's, that's great. That's yeah, I, mean, I know. I know that Python isn't just a snake, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. my coding began and ended in year nine IT, where I was okay. trying to do a um, uh, make a turtle go in a circle. No, I managed that bit. Yeah, okay, good job. Uh, we actually did that in primary school because we had one of those programmable robots. Oh, nice. So where you can put a pen in it, and oh then yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So you've got to try yeah. and program it to write your name and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it was where we had a um, five entrance box junction mm-hmm. and you had to program the traffic lights oh yeah and as soon as i this, i managed it and as soon as i'd done i was like great programming's not for me <laughs> that <was> horrible. Yeah. <laughs> jamie anna can we get your gut I, reactions i love the the traits mechanic that you've got mm. on you because like i'm used to playing things like D, where it, it has traits but they're so long-winded and you forget so to use them and the DM's supposed to reward you if you play to your character, but it's such a faff and you end up just min-maxing anyway. But these, like, like for my character, Greg Dibbett, his traits were motor-mouthed, hairy, and impulsive. Very easy to remember, very easy to do. And so it was great to just lead into those aspects straight off the bat uh, and just made the character just easier to role-play immediately, mm. which is great. Yeah I, th- I, um, yeah, I also thought that. And I thought it was good the way that you wrote the traits so that you couldn't because i feel like especially if you've played D quite a few times it's quite easy to fall into the the classes you're like oh you know you know it might be a different setting but i'm the barbarian of this setting or mm-hmm. you know i'm the rogue of this setting but you know we ended up with divorce clown <laughs> <laughs> smelly postman just 
terrifying well this is i i said a few times earlier like i've sort of i've created this rogue and then as we played i was like oh no i've created this like sort of luchador like it looks like a rogue but but acts like a barbarian yeah yeah it's also very intelligent though which plays against type for a barbarian Mm. multi-classing yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i thought that that made for some very interesting characters and they weren't hit i don't think any of them were heroes or particularly likable no no not at all (laughs) anti-heroes yeah <laughs> That's all down to my personal taste. Whenever I do play uh, a trad game like Pathfinder or D and D, I always try and do the opposite of min maxing. Um, mm. So I think the, my first D and D character was I. I built a. They were a, uh, a druid by class, but I played them as a barbarian. So none of the Ooh. stats worked for them. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, because I think that's far more interesting to do. Yes. And I don't like characters who are forced into being superheroes. Well, this is the thing, though, isn't it? So, I mean, same for me, actually. The character creation was like, well, the character creation and generation is a real highlight for me in this Ooh. system. I really like it. But the thing I really like about it is that what you're normally choosing in kind of, well, what I've chosen in other RPG systems and, and games I've played as well. You're normally choosing like, hey, what are you good at? What's your like? Yeah, what's your strength? Yeah, yeah, and you're like, yeah. I've got plus one to strength, and I'm good at clock picking yes. stuff. Whereas, what's some failures? Well, yeah. this is the thing. It's like you've got your traits are almost overwhelmingly kind of negatively kind of angled. Yeah. Or like, there's a real kind of negative mm. spin on a lot of them, mm. which is good because interesting characters and in drama are normally interesting because of their flaws, which mm. I feel is often like you know these days they're like, oh, we've got a cool kick-ass female heroine. You're like, cool. What's her fatal flaw? And they're like, she's really kick-ass. And you're like. I think you've forgotten she's, how to make a... Yeah. too good. Yeah. And then you're like, you've forgotten how to do a character. <laughs> What's Shit. your biggest failure? I care too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, I'd yeah. much rather see a very interesting female villain. Yeah, or just or just somebody who's like a really interesting fuck-up. Yeah. Like that's, I, I, I want to see like a terrible fuck-ups. Yeah, my, yeah, my friend was... I don't know if any of you... you one of you might know the name of the show, but a friend of mine was telling me about a police drama she's been watching and the protagonist is a... Is a uh, a, p- a police officer who's just terrible at a job and hates it <laughs> <laughs> the entire series. I and I just thought that's so great that she's not 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 as in like terrible as in she's she's incompetent, but she's terrible in that she just doesn't no doesn't work care for it. Yeah. Bad yeah. work. Yeah. Well, have you seen the guard the movie? The guard. <laughs> yeah, yes. oh, It's it's fucking amazing, Jamie. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Okay. Watch it. It's brilliant. Very Everybody, what's the right? We might be winning back some of our Irish listeners. <laughs> I, again, yeah, Ireland, I'm sorry. And it, it, yeah, it is an incredible wait, wait, movie. Which, and here's McDonough a deeply is it? flawed is it character. Martin McDonough or is it the other McDonough? I think it's Martin McDonough. Because there's two of them, isn't there? One of them one of them makes... They both he make wrote movies. in Bruges. It's the one who works with Brendan Gleeson. Nice. It? I think yeah. that's Martin McDonough. Uh, yeah. One of the McDonough's, isn't it? It's one of the McDonough's. I think it's Martin McDonough. <laughs> it's Anne McDonough. <laughs> Actually, another thing that was good about the trade system, like you said, was that I, at least I didn't choose them because of something that I think that my character would be good at or would be useful in the game. It just was sounded interesting. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. You pick the cover life, okay, beekeeper, right, okay. And it just fleshed up the character. What was cool? What was fun? What was interesting about this guy? Not what could I use in battle? What could mm, I use in yeah. sort of puzzle? And other thing I really liked about it is before we did this recording, I was a little bit trepidatious, like, okay, how are we going to learn this system and create characters and do a whole session? in such a short space of time. But like we learned the mechanics of the game and made the characters yeah, yeah. in lightning fast time. Mm, yeah. This is such an easy game to pick up and just go with. It really yeah. fits Great. into that that one page ethos. I I love that kind of game where you can sit down and have a session like have a session and play a whole story out in a single yeah. sitting 
is very pleasing. Yeah, to I do too. I mean, part of that is because I I get really bored with characters and yeah, yeah. and mechanics very yeah, quickly. Yeah. So as yeah. a player, I think about what what I want to play when I'm writing a yep. game. It's mm. like I want to have fun, create my character. Mm. I want the character to be memorable, uh, yeah. and then I just want to get into it and then it end before I'm sick of my character. Yeah, yeah. Well, it removes that stress as well because like with thing systems like D and D. Or even quest, actually. Like, there's definitely like a bit of onboarding to it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Quest I mean, it's much more pretty like low quest. ramp. Yeah. Or like closer to this than D and D, but still. The thing, the idea is that you're going to play more than one session. Exactly. Yeah. And there's there's, there's a small amount of kind of like sessions. cognitive burden to just kind of you've got to assimilate a few ideas, you've got to assimilate a few traits and how they interact with the world yeah, and yeah, how yeah. you kind of do that. Whereas this, as you say, it's like 10, 20 minutes and you're like, okay, cool, bam, we're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a very kind of having said that, I did forget some of the rules to my own game. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the points there. There was a there was, uh, Tony was just like, wait, does that not mean I'm like, it does. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so my first actually, ever turn You internalized my rules better than i ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, yes i've got a friend who does it far better than i does and whenever we start a new game where i'm gming i'm like john can you explain this rule to me so i can make a ruling because uh, he's very good at that sort of stuff the yeah. the other thing that i think we're talking about traits and stuff like that the other thing that you can do with this kind of system you could have two tables of um say mm. 10 traits on each table and then you roll a d10 on each of those lists and that give you your, gives you your traits. And there's there's other systems that do stuff like that. And it, it's a good way to introduce randomness. Because I went down the route of like, I chose sly, athletic, and large, which are all kind of positive traits. Uh, sly? You sly? Good to be a doing espionage, you've, you've kind of okay, intimated yeah. that it's a uh, spy-based game. I'm like, yeah, I want my character to be, to be sly as fuck. <laughs> they slyly leapt across the room and broke necks. <laughs> but you were talking about the, o the OSR before. Yes, yeah, so... Um, Old school renaissance. That's what yeah, so, uh, yeah, a lot of OSR games have that. They'll have to... to uh, just basically, it's it strips it down, it speeds it up. It's also very brutal and mm. fatal, which means you're going to want to be rolling a lot of characters. Now, if you're doing like a session zero of something like D&D or Pathfinder, that could be up to two hours to yeah. create your character. You don't want to be doing that if there's a chance your character dies every 20 minutes of gameplay. Mm. So the OSR is very much uh, focused on being able to roll up a character quickly. And to that uh, aim, they have a lot of tables mm. where you can literally just... I mean, a lot of them now actually have apps where you will just yeah, yeah. randomize your stats and, hey, I've got a character, let's go. Yeah. Here we go. Let's see what this crazy guy is going to do. And <laughs> I really like that. Mm. Um, but I also like people being able to pick the weirdness. Mm. So, I mean, games I've made in the past, I've numbered them. And then I basically, and even when I play an OSR game, they'll have the the one to 10, so you can roll a D10. And I'll say, hey, do you want to randomize this or do you want to pick one yeah, you yeah, like? Yeah. And I like that option. Well, this has been a, like a recurring thing in the Infinite Escape Room. And it's generally whenever we find that we've restricted player agency, it tends not to feel good. Mm. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's it's giving people as much agency as you can within the confines of the puzzle. Yeah, generally it feels, feels, that's how feels how more I like, like to... a mini game as well. Yeah. In the creation. yeah. And that's yeah. how I like to. So when I built like these rules, I thought, how much can I strip down? the mechanics so the mechanics are I mean, I, ultimately i got it down to uh do you want to roll these dice or do you want to add this dice mm -hmm. and can you justify adding this dice and that's the mechanics and there's a it's, risk to adding this dice which is nice yeah nice risky dice but beyond that i wanted it to very much be about choice so like mm -hmm. earlier um anna said she never got to use her postman keys 
And sure, yeah. uh, no offense, Anna, but that was entirely on you because I what I like, I didn't give a list of possessions you can pick from a mm. big table mm. that you get in in the trad games where it goes, here's the hundreds of items. You get three when you start and you can buy this many with your starting gold. And mm. no, it's more fun to say, okay, so you've picked, uh, you know, shopkeeper. What would they have on their person? Mm. They think they pick an item. They've now got that item. Now it's up to you as that player to think, mm. how can I use that? And it, and it does help you lean into your character as well, doesn't it? Cause yeah, it, exactly. It's, it's like, than... I've got, it's it's a balloon inflator, but actually it's cast iron <laughs> and it's already coated in blood. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> It just kind of like, it, it naturally you, sort of yeah. spools off. think nobles. about how you can use it and you sell that to me and I say, yeah, go for it. Let's see it. Rather than games where you have your list of 10 actions your character can do and you effectively press the button to do that action and i mean that's fine if you're doing like tactical combat rpg i mean i think video games are created for a reason let's remove the maps if you want to do tactical combat play a war game play a video game don't play a role play game <laughs> but it's it's so much more fun to go oh you've got a camera what are you going to do with the camera well i'm going to flash it in, in their the bulbs yeah. so they can't see and then in that second i'm going to hit them in the face with the the, yeah, the photo lens that i already described as oversized <clears throat> okay yeah it sounds like a hefty weapon give me a roll let's kill that yeah, yeah. she was a fucking monster as she well. was she was it, an absolute it puts beast. it onto the players so that they think what what yeah, my yeah, character yeah, do what creatively. can my character do and then they tell me and i go yeah great let's do it yeah. rather than Here's my five options my character currently do. I'm going to do option two. And I go, roll your dice, you failed. And that's the game. That's so, not as fun. So that's the mechanics. Let's get, I'd like to go into what we, in our like adventure, basically what we fucked up. Because I'm looking forward to it. Because <laughs> there are, there are oh, a couple of bits where Dom like whizzed right. through a couple of pages of text. I will say, <laughs> I will say that you fucked up nothing because that is the the wrong interpretation yeah, yeah, of how yeah. these games should okay, work. The bit, well, I always like, like to know, though. I always yeah. like to know what I... Do you mean what I had written? Yeah. What, what did was you unexpected? Happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 here's what we could have won. But before we get that, I just wanted to get everybody's, like, everybody's top moment from the... Uh, like, was, was everybody's, like, everybody's little bit that they can look back on and go, like, ah, or, ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I was very happy with the reception area fight with just leaping from side to side <laughs> absolutely ruining people um and then the the counterpoint to that was the corridor with the gun turrets where i was just like we keep getting shot and i don't want to can we make that stop in a way that doesn't involve having to figure out what this puzzle is <laughs> i tried to brute force that with my big beefy lady and and it didn't work so well and it partially and, worked you stopped one yeah, of the guns I stopped one of the guns which did Slow things down a little. Stop Jamie getting shot on over and over. Yeah. I, I, I played the holes with these. The, the, the dice were very kind to me in that reception area fight. Uh, and I got to do a lot of truly weird, absurd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. <laughs> well, Justin. <laughs> I think I was very brave. I tried to do a voice for the entire episode. So your favourite thing was your was the voice you... <laughs> no, that it was the, one of my favourite no, things. No, no, it wasn't my favourite thing. I'm, I'm just, a postman! I'm very proud of <laughs> What are we going to be this time? <laughs> Hello. Oh, now I'm kind of Scottish. <laughs> no, I think my favourite... My favourite bit was definitely the reception area fight as well. well that's why i peaked early in my writing <laughs> but i just i just thought the imagery of that was i also quite enjoyed stuffing the poor man into the locker and how, we kept, how we kept opening and closing the door the and like, oh, hold, on, hold on we forgot something else open yeah. the door close the door <laughs> don't get it reminded me did, did anyone else see the D D movie 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a scene in that where they where they're resurrecting all the yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Battle. yeah. Like I remember watching that in the cinema and being like, this is so much what it's like for a real RPG <laughs> yeah. where you yeah. ask the wrong question and they're like, bye. <laughs> God, I've got to wake another one up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that was a very funny that. moment yeah. Yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, I was during the turret fight. I was desperate. I was thinking I was so clever and that I'd gotten it correct. <laughs> so yeah, actually, and I've gotten it so to... wrong. So you gave me an answer and I didn't want to go into wow. how you come up with that because then I might accidentally help you work out what the actual yeah. answer mm. is. But um, so the answer was wrong. Yes. What was your process to get to that? Oh, I just thought I'd figured out everything and then there was one bit, the fact that green had to be first that mm. I just hadn't looked oh, right. at. I'd yeah. written it like sideways and I was just like, oh, shoot, I forgot that bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. But no, overall, I had yeah, fantastic time. Really nice. good. For me, story-wise, there was the... The corridor fight with the the captain of the guard, the the tenet, um descriptions of like the bullets going from the wall bouncing off into the gun. That that sort of scene description was amazing. Uh, mechanically, I think quite early on, where I think it was, it was you, Tony, a throwaway line that said that my characters had a beard made of bees. <laughs> and that just suddenly yeah. became a fundamental part of of the way that I played my character. He yeah. was then a ranger that could shoot fucking bees <laughs> out of his face. And then I think within the the same breath or like a minute later. Um, Peg became this sort of gargantuan monstrosity that got progressively <laughs> yeah. larger. She stopped just being like a, a strapping sort of woman, something, and and just, just like, <laughs> yeah, she turned into like a monster. Yeah, yeah. 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 another thing I like about this system is that we're not locked into an alignment, a character, yeah, a yeah, race, yeah. a class. Is that we can tweak fu- the fundamental levels of our, the way our characters work and operate, mm. and it's fine because that's what drives the story and makes it fun and makes it mm. cool. Um, we could discover something like later on, oh, actually, my character's got two left feet and that makes them really good at doing this particular puzzle. Literally two left feet. Yeah, we could... That's and, fine. Yeah, and I'll be fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Unless, you, unless you're contradicting something you've already established, then yeah. So as soon as you said, like, oh, can I send a B out? Then <laughs> it's it's not a case of me going, no. It's me go, a case of me going, okay, tell me what they can understand yeah. Yeah. so that I can interpret that. Because that's so much more fun. The, the goal is to have fun. And if your character has beads in his beard who we can talk to, yeah. great. Let's see what they can do. Yeah, and that became a weird thing. <laughs> it's it's only weird if you the depressed weird. clown. <laughs> That's incredibly relatable. <laughs> oh, but yeah. the, the, the depths he sank to. Uh, just, I don't think even in terms of his actions, just in, in terms of his actual, mind behind them. He was his, a very concerning individual. His actual like, actions were, if anything, pretty ineffective for the entire game. He was, yeah, I think, if anything, he was disturbingly passive. Well, just, so, <laughs> except for his wish to kill every woman he met. No, if anything, it was not to kill any more women. I mean, uh, not to kill any <laughs> tell women. Me, tell me about the balloon noose. Yeah, <laughs> balloon noose. I mean, that was, a, that was just a threat. But, um, <laughs> I mean, for me, like, genuine highlight was... <laughs> Uh, after after the um, uh, the scene uh, where Tony had basically eaten three people uh-huh. <laughs> um, was yeah we when we were kind of like you know schmizzing around and went into the break room and there was a sign there's like like hang on I can use my party clown credentials here and I went oh happy birthday <laughs> to you and then Tony went something like. Where was this? This was when we went to the break room, the with, break the, room. with the assistant scientist. I said, I'm the photographer. Yeah. I'm the photographer. And then 
Tony, who was wearing the security no, 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 Jamie. Jamie. Tony Jamie, who was wearing the security guard uniform, went something like, "I'm, uh, a, I'm a security guard." Like, I'm, yeah, I'm look, I'm, I'm such and wait, such. No, the I name. think he said, I, "I've got the bees." <laughs> 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 yeah. That was the It fell apart sooner than you're remembering. Anna went, "I'm the postman." Despite a whole, literally, so when, but despite a whole sequence where she strips the postman, full disguise. The thing was, so I thought you'd. All, I gave you a room full of guard uniforms. I was like, they were going to dress as guards. This is the, then they can then then talk their way. Instead, Anna dressed in in the guard uniform that was bloodstained, rather <laughs> than one of the fresh ones. And then everyone else is just like, I slapped a name badge. We'll so when Michael Winner yeah. was like, I'm the clown, I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. I've got a look you know, and I'm happy birthday. It. He could be a birthday gram photographer. All right. You know, I'm ready for the character to react to this. And you're like, I'm a god with a bee. I've got the bees. Oh, I was like, hey, probably going to be a bit more confused now. And I'm just like dressed as a guard wearing one of this man's work colleagues stained <laughs> bloodstained blood thing with a name badge still on it go I'm the post <laughs> and that just as a sequence for me was just so like it was a great I could, I could just see my character his hands in his oh, I said that was one of the hardest parts for me because I'd pre-written this character how it would react to different things and I was like <laughs> The fuck are you gonna do? Confronted with this, I really no thought have a coherent so plan. Oh, this gun! No, 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 this. Man. This is a perfect. Got a gun, and that happens. You're just like, stay back. <laughs> I, will, I will admit, I think my character forgot that they were a sleeper agent and just continued to get posted. <laughs> well, I think that was a big part of it, and obviously, uh, I think the uh, the briefing said, you know, you've, you're now fully activated and everything's worked. You will be perfect agents with all these memories, all your different skills, Ooh. and obviously. You didn't. You only had one skill each, and you only the only traits you had were from your cover life. So it was obvious that the the Illuminati were not not great brainwashers in terms of how well that came out. It's, so I think it, it kind of worked in that way. It's funny. I finished reading just last night, um, City of Illusions by Ursula Le Guin. Mm. Oh, I love Ursula Le Guin. I haven't read that one. Yeah, yet. it's part of the Hainish cycle. So let, let me write that down because yeah. Tom has birthdays. City of Illusions. One a year. Get the um. There's like it's a novella, so there's three of them in the the first three in the Hainish cycle, and it's the third of them, and that's all about someone waking up and their memories are basically they're a fully grown adult, but their memories are all gone, mm. and trying to figure out what's happened there, and then there's a lot of overlap between that kind of. You've got two versions of yourself mm. that overlap, and it, it was—it's just funny coming in here, having just finished that book last night, and this being basically uh, nice. Um, was was there? You go. You're in esteemed company. Ursula Le Guin is yeah. I'll, the I'll best. take that definitely. She's, She's amazing. Yeah. So, Don, what was a? What was your highlight? And B, then let's get into the what could we have won. Um, what was my highlight? I think that all of the puzzles worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I solved one of them. <laughs> uh, I attempted I, all of them. <laughs> I find it I find it hard to put puzzles in a role play game. Normally, mm -hmm. um, I tend to try and make them optional, but because this is the Infinite Escape Room, they they can't really be. Despite Tony's best efforts to be like, "Fuck this puzzle, I'm getting out of here." <laughs> I would like to rip all the wires out, please. <laughs> um. Likewise, with the can the bees break the unbreakable glass? It's like, no, yes. solve the goddamn puzzle. <laughs> well, effort, damn it, we can make it happen. Uh, yeah, all the puzzles worked, and I feel like it was because I, I struggled to come up with varied puzzles, uh, and I didn't want anything to feel like a repetition of a previous one. And they they all worked, and everybody was on board with them. So I think for me that was the the biggest success because I can run a chaotic 
uh, role play adventure. That's easy. Mm. You just run with whatever people, whatever people come up with. But I knew I had to get you to the next puzzle, mm. so I can't go quite as chaotic as I normally would allow. Um, what was the second question? I've been drinking. <laughs> we've, what, we've all been drinking. What What did we miss? Like, were there things that you? Okay, well, there was a good thing that you missed. Oh, uh, you missed uh, another puzzle. Um, that was an optional puzzle. So if at any point there, when you were, once you were inside the building, there had been a TPK, uh, oh, oh, yeah. uh, total, total party, party kill. kill for Michael and anyone else uninitiated. I had no idea what that is. <laughs> total everyone party in, kill. Everyone Every, everyone's out. No, as in like the TPK, I now understand based okay. on the context cool. of the TPK. <laughs> um, you, or if it had gone down to there was only one person left and therefore they couldn't give dice to anybody. It's no fun dragging around two or three unconscious people with you one i was i would have allowed you dragging them around i've thought yeah that's funny you can drag Ooh. them until you get to the next health station like they, they obviously uh, made the wrong choice um but if it gone to the point where there would have been a complete wipeout uh which i'll be honest we came close we came close the, yeah the, so, the machine gun bit was yeah. well so much earlier than that the um <laughs> the pigeon what i expected <laughs> no, so, so the front door mm. if you had just tried that door you would have triggered the alarm. So you would have gotten inside and the door oh. would have shut and you would have been jumped by all the guards in the building, which I expected would have TPK'd you. Then you have your first functional time loop and you're back outside the door. Ah. You know there's an alarm now. What do we do instead? You completely skipped that. Time oh, by going, straight away, I yeah. want to have a look at that plaque. Mm. You saw the wire. You saw the mm. buttons. You skipped that, that whole encounter. Yeah. Um, then you went in and triggered it manually. <laughs> but, but one, we started blowing smoke everywhere. And you won. Oh, I did not expect that happen. And the violence. Yeah. So I expected the, the guards to curb stomp you if you ever met them all at once. Mm. Um, but through good dice, uh, you you just you beat them. Uh, and judicious use of your special power, which yeah, again, special yeah. powers were designed to be slightly OP because what's the point of the special power if it's not OP? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But there is a risk attached to them. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 You've got, they've got a higher risk than a, a six sided die. Yeah, because you've got a 50 50 that you're going to lose a health related yeah. to it. So you, um, particularly early, you could have ended up on the floor. I came close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anna so, did, I think. Didn't I you? did. I, yeah. I pretty much got KO'd right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, That's okay. I, I was. In postman so, mode. If you'd been <laughs> if you'd been TBK'd while inside the building, you're you would have been dragged to a holding cell um by a guard who would have said, Dr. Tist will see to you through the grate in the door, Dr. Tist will see to you when he's when he's free. Then he would have gone away, and then there was another puzzle to escape the holding cell. And mm. the holding cell was teleportable. So wherever you you should have ended up next. That's where you would have escaped mm, it. Too. Nice. So you did miss a puzzle. You missed the puzzle to open up the vent to crawl through Die Hard style. Oh, um, probably for the best. I can't remember what the puzzle <laughs> was. Uh, it's on my definitely for the best on the thing. But <laughs> so there was. So I wrote one extra puzzle, but I always figured it might not make it mm. in because mm. it would only be if you needed it to be in. Um, we had the human puma to. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I just throw myself around, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's much else you missed. You said we missed like three pages of dialogue from the scientist and like how to work the time gun and all sorts. Yeah. So there was. Oh, yeah. How there... was the, the time gun? Did it just have three charges? Um, it had also had settings, but at no point did anyone examine the gun. You could slow time, you could freeze time in a very focused area 
and you can Ooh. reverse time. It was already on reverse time. Uh, um, I thought he'd get a chance to use it on you, which was set to reverse time because it would have been really fun having you try and do your actions and then in reverse. Oh, yeah. they would, yeah. I would have then reversed them and seen what happened. <laughs> we just um, burst in, said a lot of nonsense, and then attacked him. Yes, he didn't get a chance. because <laughs> just started uh, blasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you hypnotized him and then I went round the back of him. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And I got the gun. Yeah. And you stuffed him in a locker like straight and away. Solid. I think it's all down to splitting the pot. I think that was the, yeah. <laughs> cut, cut the pie. Um, yeah, so I think, and then obviously there was a lot of dialogue with the receptionist that you were like, no, what if we just kill everybody? Um, and each of the guards actually had, uh, I mean, Backstory, briefly sketched, children. but they did have their own personalities. Hobbies. But all dead. Two so. days from the Because I've played, I've played D&D with Dom and his very minor characters are always the most wonderful. Yeah, and yeah. And just... Yeah, I remember there was there was a stable boy that you made up once, and he literally had two lines of dialogue, and I just literally enjoyed he him. didn't have two lines of dialogue. <laughs> I had to invent him because I was like, "Where can I put my pony?" Yeah, and then I was just <laughs> like, "What's your oh, name?" Stables, and she was like, yeah. "Who's there?" And I was like, uh, "Stable boy," and yeah, he became a major. Yeah, we became pen yeah, pals. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's I, I yes, inventing characters out of necessity and then then becoming major characters mm. is great fun. Yeah, and it got, it's but it got to the point hard where to I, do in a. Single session. Yes, definitely. Format. Uh, but it did get to the point where I had a, just a, a big old list of names because mm. if you invent a character on the fly and then someone goes, so what's your name? You're like, Steve. <laughs> now they know you've you've just yeah. been uh, pantsing it. Whereas if you have a list of names, yeah. then they go, oh, cool. Wow. You even wrote this this character. It <laughs> came over here. If you ever listen to Friends at the Table, uh, which is a like deep, hardcore, crunchy, brilliant podcast, but they go hard on, on narrativism okay. type stuff. Huh? So you said hard on. <laughs> <laughs> um, they Austin Walker when he's running. I was going to say, where's your fart sound? <laughs> oh, oh, it's all the way over in the other soundboard. Hang on. Oh. Austin Walker when he's running it is is very keen to make sure that people know that he's like, okay, I haven't got a character right now. Give me a second, and he'll go off and he'll be like, name generator. This guy's called Laser Ted. And Laser, <laughs> Laser Ted ended up being a major character in Counterpoint, but like it, it's. That kind of th- I I I often lean into that kind of thing of like when I'm running a game is like I haven't come up with something for this but I'm happy to embrace it let's just go with it rather than mm-hmm. saying yeah. but again that's a that's the thing that you do if you're doing a multi session yeah. yes narrative story whereas when you're doing something like this where you've kind of got a defined beginning and end yeah and I mean I it, had like it's different I think I had uh, maybe. 10 characters including the mm. pigeon mm. and uh, <laughs> yeah. and four of those were literally purposefully given uh the most names i could come up with about them being generic and nobody's because i didn't want you to start trying to have a conversation with them expecting uh <laughs> in depth there. so anna you had a yes i have an important question so mm. there was a point during the podcast recording that you mentioned that the chicken noises would be important <laughs> and at no point did we ever encounter a chicken i didn't say they would be important <laughs> and i was excited about the chickens i thought oh the chickens are going to come in at this point oh he's going to be using you know the machine's going to be chicken powered so michael gave me michael said that he could he could uh manage around 20 i think it was 20 2024 he said he could manage around 20 sounds mm-hmm. so i listed off all of the ones that i wanted without any giving him any context as to mm-hmm. why um like uh, sci-fi door opening, sci-fi yeah. door closing, laser sound, gunshot sound, um, <laughs> sneaky music, boss music. I, I missed the sneaky music. Uh. Well, 
No, this that's Mr. Clown walking home <laughs> after he's lost his memory again. Was that boss music? I think this is the Castlevania music. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. I don't remember Castlevania being so techno. Ooh. That was the boss music we had. Nice. Okay. Anyways, so I gave him I gave him a shopping <laughs> list of the of the sound effects and music I wanted with suggestions of the sort of thing. So for one of them, I said uh, something like the uh, the Final Fantasy Victory fanfare, and he was just like the Final Fantasy Victory. Great. There's no way anybody owns the rights to that. Let's just use it. Hey, it's a classic. Um, Come and, get me square often. And basically, it came to like I I still had two slots to go, so mm. I said. Uh, Chicken sound and fart sound, just in case. And to be fair, they both got used a lot. Yeah. Narratively <laughs> the problem is I had two chicken sounds because I couldn't decide which one to have. <laughs> but they were next to different buttons, so I'd kind of keep ham fisting and pressing different ones. Just looking at Conscious of the Time, and we are going to an actual pub in a bit. It is. Um, I guess, last one, last quickly on the RPG. Where can people, if they would like to try the system, find it? No. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, you have Go to fuck yourself off, man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's about two paragraphs of notes. There's a reason I didn't give you handouts. I've just written it out so I remember it. I might write it up into a system at some point, at which point it will find its way to drive through RPG. Um, but at the moment, it is just two paragraphs in a Google Doc. Yeah. Well, he could let you know and send you the link. Or you could just listen to the podcast and write it out. The yes, rules are yeah. very simple. I wrote down I wrote down the rules of the game on about seven lines at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. enough for me to to get going with. Run your own games, record them and then send them to us. I will publish them and take all of the revenue. Yeah, correct. Wizards um, <laughs> of the coast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send the Pinkertons to you. <laughs> I can't believe that was a real yeah. thing. Oh, absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> Okay, so just to tail us off, in a non-RPG sense, can I get everybody's media of the week? What is your media recommendation of the week? Uh, this is a bit of a weird niche one, but... Um, of course. So, so there's a, a group of people, a group of speedrunners who are oh, sure. playing uh, Elden Ring speedruns. Um, they're doing randomizer bingo. So they basically have a bingo table of randomized things like um, uh, kill this many NPCs or kill this boss with this weapon specifically. And then there's two players sent out with the, uh, randomized weapons and armor, and they race against each other to try and win that bingo. Um, it's a, a mass tournament with lots of speedrunners. Uh, you can find it on YouTube or Twitch. Um, just type in uh, bingo brawlers. And uh, yeah, I've been watching that. It's like sports Ooh. for people who are into video games instead of sports. Nice. Love it. Ooh. Um, if anybody really likes stardew valley and wants to play something like stardew valley but involving Better. embalming bodies Ooh, um, and maintaining a graveyard then graveyard keeper is a very <laughs> i've yes. been playing it lately um i think there's necromancy involved as yeah well. there's necromancy involved. so if you're like enslaving the dead <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> and time it. travel um yes there's time travel there's a lot to this game um <laughs> it's it's fun um, <laughs> you sound haunted. <laughs> and I feel like you started with a lot of momentum on this. And, yeah. oh, and, and Dom was like, don't forget about crawling. the slave corpse. <laughs> Sorry? And dungeon crawling. And dungeon crawling. There's so much to this game. Yeah, yeah. It is a fun little game. Yeah, so it, scratch, it scratches that, you know, that Stardew Valley itch with also the need to Spooky. package be a up human flesh and yep. sell it back to the people. <laughs> nice. Mm. That's good. I've been currently watching through season three of Holy Murders in the Building, which is a phenomenal oh, that's the, show. the Steve Martin, uh, Martin yeah, Short sure. one. Mm -hmm. so, anyway, so I've, I've watched the first two series of that mm. previously, but my wife didn't get around to them. So we are now 
we've just started season two together. Oh, and nice. So good. Martin Short is so, so funny. He's great. Have you seen his spit take? Uh, n- no. no. Someone wrote like an op-ed recently to try to say that Martin Short wasn't funny. And he, well, no. you know, with the right, they, got, they got pile drove yeah. by everybody on. Like, yeah. like, are you blind, deaf, and stupid? Yeah. Like, there's clearly a running bank of evidence stretching back several yeah. decades to show this man is hilarious. And he's still funny. Yeah. Boy, and him and Steve Martin together. And yeah. Selena Gomez as well. The three of them work She's, really well yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a wonderful murder mystery, all three seasons. Really funny. Uh, and it's, it's actually quite a tight um, yeah, yeah, yeah. puzzle uh, yeah. show to solve as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty fun. Um, I guess the the that series of Ursula Le Guin books that I've just finished. So there's the, there's a string of sci-fi novels she wrote called The Hainish Cycle, and I've just finished reading the first three of them uh, that come packaged together as I can't it, it's it's I can't remember what the the trilogy is called, but it's Rokanan's World, Planet of Exile, City of Delusion, and then it's followed by Left Hand of Darkness, which is one of the most the most most famous important acclaimed works of sort of speculative sci-fi and and exploring ideas of gender in sci-fi and stuff like that they are excellent books she's a phenomenal writer absolutely worth your time hmm. i'm gonna go uh, super basic and go Baldur's gate 3 fucking nice. loved it yeah. nice. finished it loved it amazing already thinking of other games tried to play starfield and bouncing off it hard oh. at the moment because mm. it's not Baldur's gate 3 no. and it's upsetting me because i was quite looking forward to playing starfield but it's not Baldur's gate 3 <laughs> go do a new run with different characters i, think yeah. I might I, i've just finished all of armor core 6 as well which has been you're gonna do the, the evil choices now right that's, that's what you do with this yeah no i'm gonna do evil mike i'm gonna do everything <laughs> evil. Yeah. Yeah. can i see a screenshot of can evil we mike put in the show notes. Evil you don't need to he's sat right there <laughs> evil clans trump was evil he was a sex pest he was yeah, Clown yeah. Strongly is not going to come out well in the modern era. No. Um, you know, he, you created him in the modern era, right? Yeah, I know. We're talking two years ago. There's going to be like a dispatches about Clown <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay, cool. I think is that, that's everybody's recommendation, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, Dom, thanks so much for running uh, our RPG session. I've had a good You're time. You're welcome. Thank you for playing fun. it. That's the that's when it comes alive. Uh, so uh, we will uh, probably will go to the loo now because I know you guys yep, are busting. busting yep. So we love you lots. Uh, we're actually going to a real pub now. Um, without a microphone, weird. We can take it with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I have got, I have a handy mic. I can actually, I'll, I'll bring the handy mic with me, <laughs> and we will see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. We love you lots. That's a bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bees. <laughs> <laughs>